1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
0: This is TalkSport Daily.
1: Hello!
2: Happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can check me out on Drive for the rest of your week from 4pm. Which, of course, is uh, oh, just today and tomorrow. Now we begin, of course, with the Champions League, where Chelsea beat Dinamo Dynamo Zagreb. Here's the fallout on top score.
1: A goal on his debut for Dennis Zakaria settled it. All the goals coming in the first
3: half. Graham Potter will be happy with that. Chelsea win the group. They knew that already.
1: But the postscript to this game is the injury to Ben Shirwell, who, as I speak, is hobbling towards us from the far side of the field with two Chelsea physio staff either side of him helping him off the pitch.
3: It's a blow. To see him pull up like that it's not a great sight so we fingers crossed when we get it scanned it isn't as bad like you say it can be um it can be not as severe but we have to fingers crossed at the moment but clearly we're disappointed
1: all i can think about is this guy missing out on a world cup what it does for england's chances at the world cup and about the player himself absolutely devastating hey you are absolutely spot
3: on i, I feel deflated we, we should all be really happy especially from a chelsea point of view but I feel absolutely deflated to see him not just hobbling off, he couldn't put any kind of pressure on the ground at all. And that looks like a serious hamstring injury to me. The World Cup is where it is. You can't move that now, right? And this was always going to happen. You'd have to be a, a scientist to work out that, actually, these type of injuries, because so many games have been squeezed in, these Champions League games, you're absolutely right what you said a minute ago, this game is normally played around about the 10th or 11th or 12th, around about there, of December. This is five, six weeks earlier. What do you expect? Yeah, you've squeezed round. in you've a, whole, a whole Champions League round, plus the, the Premier League's coming, plus there you've got the Carabao Cup coming up next week. <laughs> It's crazy. What do you do? This what happens when you've got World Cup in the middle of a season. Players yeah. are dropping like flies, Jason. You know, we keep going on about it. Mm. The amount of fixtures that they're having to squeeze in. Cancel well, the last round of the games in the Premier League. So give them a bit of breathing space. Who's going to do that? The Premier League should do it. Well, the the FA should get involved. The
0: Premier League doesn't care about England.
3: And They're not protecting the players. The players are not getting protected. It's as simple as that, Jase. There's too many games and there's too many injuries. And England are going to suffer. You've got guys that are risking absolutely everything for Premier League games. You've got, obviously, Ben Chilwell, who's probably going to be one of our solid England players, as you rightly said, won't be in for the World Cup. The Footballing Association needs to, the FA need to look at this, not just from a let's cram as many games in, because obviously the unfortunate events of the Royal Family as well, that's an even bigger strain on it on top of it. So then you've got to fit even more games in. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point did the FA look at this and think we are... Absolutely, going to kill these guys not just from a physical standpoint but from a mental standpoint.
1: It was a difficult first half for Man City, but they certainly come up with the answers in the second half. They will look forward to November the 7th when the Champions League draw is made. Man City three, severe one.
3: Grealish got yeah. took off at half time. Look, overall, in the performance, was you happy? Yeah, Grealish was fine. You're just talking about um, Chilwell not getting taken off, playing in a dead rubber. To, so maybe Pep do doing Gareth's favour because he's going to go to the World Cup. You might be saying the same thing. you' be to play 90 minutes and pulled his hamstring in the last minute. Jack was the best player in the first half, the best one. But he played a tough, a real, real tough game. And in the last game, we need him. We need him for the next game. And we need a special left foot in left the right foot, right being wider, to make these crosses. And he
0: had more people close to Julian, and that helped us to to be more effective in the final third.
1: Meanwhile, Celtic finished their Champions League campaign winless after suffering a 5-1 defeat to holders Real Madrid. Has anyone seen Costa Koglu? Has anyone seen Ron Stewart? Alan Brazil? Has anyone seen Scottish football
4: in Europe? Oh, it's another bad night another for Celtic. Disgrace.
2: And as you heard in the last episode, Tottenham Hot Spurs, as also our Dealers used to say, went through to the Champions League last 16 as Group D winners on a dramatic evening in France. In a moment we'll hear from Gabi Agbon two former Spurs players, in Gus Poyer and Clive Allen. But we begin with another Spurs player, Daddy Murphy, who believes this could be a turning point for Antonio Conte at the club.
1: Hoybieg! Oh. Spurs are through! Hoybier! Oh. Fires it brilliantly into the net. Past the keeper, Paul Lopez. And Spurs are heading for the knockout stages. you know
3: what? There's moments sometimes in a manager's career at a certain club that define what happens next. You think back all those years ago when... Mark Robbins. Mark Robbins, yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, Man United, Fergie. They were singing for him out, weren't they? And he, they got through and ended up winning the cup. Steven Gerrard's half-volley. Late in the game against Olympiacos, poor season, Rafa's first season, ended up keeping him in the Champions League and going on to win it. That gave him the platform to then make Liverpool competitive. And maybe Conte's just had a moment. Maybe that's the moment. If they'd have gone out last night, I'd have feared for him because the fans would have turned. There's been a lot of talk about the way Spurs have gone about getting results, but it is Conte's way. Seem to just wait a little in games before they go on the front foot, press higher up the field and then start to create chances. They've got a method in which they go about winning games, and they've done it again last night.
4: First half, Laura. I thought Spurs were playing Real Madrid. You know, it was like they were playing the best ever Real Madrid team. <laughs> the way they parked that double decker bus in the first half was nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, you look at that Marseille team, these are Premier League flops, and you're going into the game parking the biggest bus you'll ever see for the first half and this wasn't even defensive it was ultra defensive Harry Kane was probably halfway through his own half you know defending you can play defensive tactics and try and in a counter attack but you've got to leave one player forward you know they didn't have anyone forward let's wait please let's give the coach a chance to prove himself
2: winning a title let's not be that critical now especially when like you said
1: third in the league top of the group in the Champions League
4: Marseille 5th Fifth in the Farmers League, and you park that bus, honestly. And Spurs have conceded nine in the last nine, not nine <coughs> goals in the last twelve games. They've conceded first, and they won't keep getting away with it because they're parking the bus, Ali Laura. But they're still conceding shots.
2: Now there was sad news in the world of football yesterday when it was confirmed that the Hereford United club legend Ronnie Radford has died at the age of seventy-nine. John Watson was, of course, the commentator. For Radford's famous FA Cup goal against Newcastle at Edgar Street in 1972. Motson said it was one of the most iconic FA Cup moments of all time.
0: Radford again. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Radford, the scorer! Ronnie Radford! And the crowd! The crowd are invading the pitch. And now it will take some time to clear the field. What a tremendous shot by Radford! John Tudor, who was playing for Newcastle, had just gone down injured, and the ball was was bobbling about in the in the centre of the field, and came sort of to Ronnie on on the volley, and uh, he didn't hesitate; he just struck it. Uh, and and well, it comes out every every time the FA Cup programmes come out. It, it it's used, isn't it? He hadn't had a d- particularly distinguished career before that. Um, he was in the Newport side, beaten 6-1 in the FA Cup by Barnett uh, a couple of years earlier. Um, and believe it or not, Ricky George, the goal scorer of Hereford's winner in the Ronnie Radford match, uh, scored a hat trick against Ronnie's team in that game for Barnett. So wow. he he kinda of just played around at the at the very respectable non league level, but he certainly wasn't the household name that he became with with one split second, no.
2: And here's the Man United manager, Eric Ten Hag, ahead of the clash with Real Sociedad in the Europa League tonight on Talk Sport 2. And it's a 5.45 kickoff. off don't you know? Yeah, first of all, if I talk about his feelings, you have to ask him and not me. Uh, he is uh, really professional. He's in the group. He's an important part of this group. Uh, he's a leader type, and as you know, in Spain, he's really a threat for every defence. Um, you always have to keep an eye on him, because he, every gap he will use. Now, time to hear from the former Crystal Palace midfielder, Mile Jednak, discussing his former teammate, Wilfried Zaha, or Zaha, no one really knows.
0: Crystal Palace who lead by three goals to one away at Old Trafford. And Zaha, the former Manchester United player, is at the double.
2: He's Palace through and through. That's not taking away from Wilfred's ambition or anything like that. That's just, I know how much he cares about the football club. Um, I remember him as a young, I think he was a 19-year-old when he first came on. We first training session with him, he put one through my legs. I didn't let him go past, and I just thought, oh, okay, this is what I've got to expect now. But just, just enthusiastic, and you know, someone that you knew on a match day would just just do everything he possibly could to go and win the game for you, and and you needed to nurture that, you needed to encourage that, you needed to, I wouldn't say treat it differently, but understand that. And we had enough people in our changing rooms and people that had worked with him at the time. Obviously, you mentioned Dougie mm-hmm. there, who knew Wilfred through and through. That helped nurture that all the way through. Does that mean he can't go and do it somewhere else? Absolutely, he could. I guess it would be one that everyone will be monitoring. Now, here's Darren Bent, the former England striker, recalling the time his manager at Charlton, Alan Kirbyshley, pulled him off at half-time in front of over 30,000 people to make sure he was fit for the 2006 World Cup. And there's more, only to find out he wasn't selected anyway. So, Alan Kirbyshley didn't need to pull him off at half-time.
3: Last game of the season, we played at Old Trafford, I'm at Charlton, uh, and this kind of, am I going to go, am I not going to go? And Alan Kirby took me off at half time, and I thought, what why has he done that? But he explained to me afterwards, he said, I've taken you off because I, I feel, certainly with the season that I'd had, yeah. that I'd be guaranteed that 2006 World Cup. So he was wow. like, I've taken you off as a precaution, give you the best possible opportunity
2: to go. I was like, okay, cool. So I, I kind of understood. All right. Obviously, I didn't go. Can I ask, so what team were you at, Charlton? Charlton, yeah. Right. Did that game mean anything to your season? Not really. You, you weren't going to qualify for Europe? You weren't going to no, go down? it was just a like just... mid-table game. Okay, all right. But it just I, took... can, I can understand. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah,
3: I mean, when you don't go, you go, I wish i played that last 45. But as a, as a player, you don't really want to rest up because it can... I know you're talking about injuries and it's, it could be the biggest moment of, of players' careers. But once players cross that white line, that doesn't even come into it.
4: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
4: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for enterprise can help with over 450 locations across the uk they're just around the corner whether you need a weekend rental a holiday hire a replacement car or you're planning a business trip home or away enterprise are there to help to find out more and book visit enterprise.co.uk
2: back now to darren Bend and a little bit of start bench or sell
3: Dan, your one is awful. Yeah, I have no idea. When we about say, when we say awful, awful, we mean awful. brilliant.
2: Go on. What's your one, Dan?
3: Uh, Modric, Iniesta and Xavi. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Listen, Rebecca, you can listen I'm, star- I'm starting Iniesta because I think he's my favourite out of the three.
1: Really?
3: I think so, yeah. But no, I love Modric. My, all... my, my, my starter
2: would be Xavi. See? See, I'd start Modric. I'm I don't
3: know, actually, do you do you know, know? I, feel, I don't feel that's the right answer
2: I think
0: I'm starting in Iniesta
3: be- benching Modric Who you selling? selling Javi. you're selling Xavi oh. <laughs> <laughs> great reaction Dan what are you doing I'm um, starting Javi. yeah benching Iniesta and selling Modric right, I've got one for Modric, you Modric right? Ballon d'Or winner selling one. him
2: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive. Time show at 4pm today alongside Benti. A reminder at 5.45, it's the big one. Real Sociedad against Manchester United in the Europa League on TalkSport 2. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts that first thing in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. above we'll be safe. We'll be safe.
0: That was a podcast from TalkSport. only from rustolium